And I'm Yvonne Dagger. Let's get howling. Today we welcome Natasha to Howling Talent. I've been following her and her amazing painting canines, Schultz and Wilhelmina, on Instagram for quite a while. And we were delighted when she accepted our invitation to participate in our first exhibition, Pause for Talent, last year. Welcome, Natasha. Thank you for taking the time to speak with us. Oh, hi. Thank you for having me. Uh, your story involving talent and canines begins before Schultz and Wilhelmina with your first German Shepherd, Kaiserin. Yes. Um, right. When and how did she join your family? Um, well, well, we had her as a puppy and she was a, sort of a normal dog, lived a normal life. I like to do a lot of activities with my dog. So we did obedience and we did agility and we did scent work. Um, but apart from that, she was sort of a normal dog um, until she got, I found a lump on her leg and we found out it was cancer. And despite our efforts to try and save the leg, we couldn't. Uh, so she had her leg amputated uh, in 2018. Uh, and because of that, uh, we could no longer sort of do some of the stuff that we used to be able to do. Right. Um, so, so our lives changed and um, we started this new life with a, a three-legged dog. What was her That's... treatment like? Uh, you did radiation as well initially, didn't you? Yeah, we initially tried radiation to, uh, well, first we had the tumor removed, but the, the margins weren't clear. Uh, so then we went for radiation and... Um, we were given a fairly good prognosis, but uh, it, it grew right back. We were a case of, they called it radiation fail. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it grew back bigger and way more aggressive than it initially was. So at that point, uh, really, it was her life or her leg. So um, decided to lose the leg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, she did wonderful on the three legs. Yeah. That must do, have been, um, yeah, it must have been very difficult for you to make that decision um, for her, you know. Um, did you worry about how she would cope or did you know that she was strong enough to come through and enjoy life again? Uh, well, the she was a very strong, strong dog, very sort of athletic. And uh, I was assured that she was strong enough to live life on three legs. Um, it was kind of surreal. I didn't, I I don't even know now how I got through it, how I took my dog in to have a leg removed. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it was my only choice at the time. I thought I would end up with a dog that was sort of a couch potato, kind of disabled. And, you know, I thought, well, she's still going to be with me, but she won't be able to do anything. Uh, and talking to other people, um, dogs with three legs they, they kept telling me no that's not what it's going to be like you you'll still be able to walk on the beach and and go to parks and play um so i i didn't believe it until we came out the other side after her recovery and i had this really strong healthy three-legged dog yeah i think yeah. we tend to worry a lot more than um you know obviously because we love them 
Uh, I mean, I've had uh, a couple of dogs with cancer, so I know yeah. I know what it's like to have to make those decisions. But they surprise us every single day. Sure, they do. Yeah. Sure, yeah. they do. And you know what? Sometimes when we look back, as you said, Natasha, you look back and you think, "How did I get through that? How did I do that?" You know what? 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 What was that? That bravery or that strength that got me through all of this? You know terrible news and but you just went on and on and on because you are brave and you do get that strength that inner strength that you need every once in a while and so um then you you realize that she couldn't do obedience anymore and she couldn't do the things that she used to do but you got her involved in nose work nose work yeah so tell us a little bit about the, the nose work that yeah, I'm interested in that because I have Barney and Barney is a hound and he's really there. There was a trainer who said to me, you should get him involved in nose work. Tell us about nose work. Well, we actually did it before we did it when she had still had the four legs. Okay. Um, uh, it was just, uh, it was just one of the activities we were able to keep. Uh, we couldn't do agility anymore because I, I felt it wasn't, even if we, were allowed to do it. I felt it wasn't safe for her to be doing jumps and things with three legs. It was too much of a risk. Uh, and in obedience, they wouldn't. Uh, I don't. Not sure if the rules have changed, but they wouldn't not allow a three-legged dog to compete in obedience, mm -hmm. uh, which I thought was kind of silly. Um, but very silly actually. It doesn't make much sense. No, it doesn't. Uh, you know, you know, obedience is a very controlled uh, sport, mm -hmm. but. Uh, the nose work we we could do and uh she had started it before uh and um yeah i mean she just loved it uh they they search for, for scents uh essential oil scents uh and you know it, it was a great activity for her and uh even during her recovery for the from the amputation when we couldn't really go for long walks and things like that i could hide a scent and have her search the whole house Mm -hmm. which would give her an activity and nicely tire her out. Um, oh, and wonderful. I, I tell people now uh, that have very uh, energetic, active dogs that, you know, nose work is a great thing to get some of their energy out and um, mm -hmm. give them something to focus on and something that's not a physical activity. So an older dog can do it, a, a younger dog, a puppy can do it, any, any dog can do it really. That's good to know. That's good to know. I, I would think that it it's it's a lot of brain work, like thinking, you know, the thinking, which kind of is is sometimes tires them out even more so than the physical activities. Yeah, well, the sniffing, they I mean, I think all dogs love to sniff. So I mean, <laughs> the, the sniffing around the house, it, like that tires them out. It really does. We still yeah. do it on, we still do it a lot on, you know, really rainy days or snowy days when we we can't get out a lot. Hmm. Yeah. Um, well, Kajan's obviously, she was a very intelligent and determined dog, um, but you also wanted to show the world how capable a three-legged dog really is. Um, you discovered trick titles. Uh, what are they and how did you discover them? What, how, you know, what sort of tricks do they do? Um, yeah, well, like I said, I was still looking for something to do with this now three-legged very active dog who who wanted to do things and it was also 
um, uh, I, I'd always been interested in, you know, dogs doing tricks. I, I kind of did little tricks with my other dogs, but I heard about do more with your dog where you can do, you can do titles and um there was no there's no restriction on you know her having three legs and so I decided let's just try some titles and she did uh she did she did all of them right up to uh, the championship title and um you know everything with three legs uh there's options of you know there's a list of tricks so there were some that she would not have been able to perform but we picked we picked the ones off the list of options that she could and we managed to do to do everything um what sort of tricks are they what did she have any favorites uh well the 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 painting was her favorite but the the basketball she liked basketball Oh, uh, nice. oh how, that's really cool. The um, and then some of it is also obedience type stuff, like they, you know, doing different commands with hand signals mm-hmm. and um, even like healing. And it's sort of a mix of obedience, agility, fun tricks. Uh, it's, it's a so mix it was of, perfect for her then. Sort of yeah, it was a little bit of everything all together. And we, we used some skills that she already had yeah. and mm-hmm. repurposed them into tricks. Uh, I just taught my two dogs now, um, Wilhelmina and Schultz. I just taught them how to play Jenga out on the deck in the summer. I got a giant, giant Jenga set and have them pulling out blocks. <laughs> oh, we have a lot of fun. Oh generally. my goodness! Wow, wow! My well, goodness. if I'm uh, next time I'm in the states, uh, tell them I expect a game. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, well, it was important for me that. Um, I could show that Kaiserin could do all these things on three yeah. legs and that, you know, it, it wasn't, it's not like what I thought it was going to be like the perception of having this couch potato dog. Um, so oh, I, I just did the titles also just to show, to prove that we can do stuff, kind of a little challenge for us and, and prove what she could do. Yeah. And it made her feel successful. Exactly. And that was, that is so great when you, when you can, um, can look at a dog and say, well, you know, uh, you might have three legs, but we're going to forget about that. You know, you're just still the same beautiful, lovely, wonderful dog that we know. And we're just going to work with, with everything that you've got and make you feel wonderful and on top of the world and successful. You know, Um, I know every time, and I, you probably know this too, Natasha, that after every, every, like training session or anything, I always try to make it where they, one of the, whatever dog it is, will end on a positive note, you know, instead of them dropping the brush or, you know, failing, they, we do it again. And as soon as that happens there, it's success. And, and so that they know the next time we go in there, they love it. The tail's wagging and everything is happening. But, um, I mean, you, as you know, um, um, my dog dagger dog Vinci uh, was painter too. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> and um, and now uh, we were talking about this um a little while ago that I do have a new dog named Picasso, which was serendipitous of getting Picasso. But you know, I've often wondered about the process with other like-minded people like you, um, 
and myself and and of course Anna too that that what is what is the process can you, can you tell our listeners a little something about your process of how you um go about it and and um and and how you um you know you got them to paint um and that you did open up an Etsy shop um and started to sell the artwork through that um, in raising money for um, tripods, um, the Tripod Foundation, actually, yes. um, helping other dogs like, um, you know, Kydenson. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about your process and about your Etsy shop and all of that? Yeah, well, the process, um, I felt Kaizen was my hardest one to teach to paint. And it, it wasn't, I think, so much because of her ability. It was because of me as a teacher. Um, you know, it was the first time I'd ever taught a dog to do something like that. So uh, it was harder with her. We used a clicker and and it was a, a sort of a, a longer process. Um, after that, Schultz, I... I, I am convinced he learned through watching her. He would always try and grab the brush when she was painting. And um, it took very little effort to train him because I think he spent a lot of time on the sidelines watching uh, <laughs> when she was learning. She was a good teacher. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, Wilhelmina, I mean, I Wilhelmina, it, it was not hard to teach her at all. I, I started teaching her to hold a brush at eight weeks old, uh, wow. you know, because it came, she came in uh, into this painting family already. So she was holding a brush at eight weeks and did her first painting at uh, about 12 weeks old. Like, um, wow, she's really known nothing else but to hold a brush and paint. <laughs> But we started selling uh, Kaiserin's work. Uh, well, I, I was doing it for the trick titles. And I noticed that she did really like the painting. She really enjoyed it. Uh, she would just she would just stand there waiting, barking, like, hurry up, give me the brush, hurry, hurry. Wow. And uh, so she really loved it. And I've always, I've always done some art myself and liked art. So I think that's why we both enjoy doing it together. And I started making paintings for sort of friends and family that they would get a painting for Christmas, whether they wanted one or not. <laughs> they would get a dog <laughs> painting. Uh, and uh, I, I had people start to say to me, why don't you, why don't you sell the art? Mm -hmm. um, and I thought, you know, first I thought, well, you know, who is, are people really going to want to buy dog art? Um, but I opened an Etsy shop and the end of 2019 uh and uh you know i wanted the money that to go to charity and the charity that made sense would be the tripods foundation that helps uh amputee dogs and cats uh you know so that kaiser is painting to raise money for dogs like her mm -hmm. um and yeah, this the Etsy shop still running today. Uh, Schultz and Wilhelmina have taken over the painting and we still raise money for tripods selling their art. What's the handle? What's the shop handle? Uh, it's art for and the, the number four. So art for tripod Kaiserin. Okay, great. We'll put that up on the website when this releases as well. Okay, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Uh, so then you started the amazing Kaiserin Cancer Care 
package program. Uh, again, with the Tripod Foundation. Yes, right. So the the you know we we were raising quite a bit of money. Uh, um, you know, we saw forty or fifty paintings a year. And, wow. um, that's great. As well as another auction event that we do um and so the question was what what are we going to use this money for within the tripods foundation and uh i kind of had this idea that i wanted to i wanted something in her name mm -hmm. um so and i and i wanted specifically to help dogs like her in her situation so we started the kaiser and cancer care package program and every month the tripods foundation sends out two uh, care packages to uh, dogs or cats that are battling cancer. Um, That's so and, beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it's got, it's about uh, getting them items that are useful, like a harness and the dog cancer book and um, some supplements. And, and it's also about uh, offering support. Yes. Like mm -hmm. send a little card and, um, it's about offering them support at that very difficult time when these owners have decided that their animal is going to have to lose a leg. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, moral support is uh, what keeps everybody going at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. So there's that uh, that element is important too, as well as the physical items. Like you know, a harness for a dog is a very useful item uh, to help them get mobile again. You also send things like uh, brain puzzles and so on to keep them yeah. active. Yeah, the dogs get a sort of an interactive toy, one of the ones where the treats are hidden and they have to flip over yeah. the little things. Yeah, so oh, just something for them to do. How do you find about out about these dogs that are? Do you, what do you do? How do you how do you locate them? Uh, through the Tripods Foundation website, they can apply um, at the beginning of every month. Can apply. That is beautiful. I love this story. It is yeah. so heartwarming and so needed. You know, it's uh, it's unique in that, you know, you don't hear about these things very often. And to get a care package for a dog that has cancer, is just, you know, yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, the support there. Uh, I wish I would have gotten that when Yaya, my Yaya had cancer. Um, it just makes you feel connected to like other yeah. people that are going through the same thing you are, you know, and it's, a, it's, it's a difficult time. It really is. So I applaud you for that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, no, it's a, it's a wonderful idea and uh, others should follow suit. I think because yeah. there's so many out there that need, need that basically. And just to know that there's somebody there. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a very specific group, um, you know, uh, uh, dogs and cats losing a limb to cancer. It's sort of a very specific group, but um, mm -hmm. there were surprisingly quite a few, um, qu quite a lot of cases out there of osteosarcoma and uh, yes. things. Yes. Very, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're not kidding. Well, tragically, two years after Kaiserin's amputation, the cancer spread and you lost her. Um, that would have been devastating, not only to you, but to Schultz as well. Uh, he wasn't used to being an only dog. Uh, when did he join your family? How did he cope? 
Uh, yeah, he, yes, he was already, he, um, I actually, uh, I, I'd always wanted to have two German Shepherds or two dogs. I'd never had two before. I'd always had the one. And so we got Schultz as a little puppy and probably about seven months after we got him, uh, was when we found the lump on Kaiser's leg. Oh. So I always said, oh, I, I had this, I only had these few months where I had, you know, my, my two dogs, my perfect life with my two dogs for about seven months. And, um, uh, because we found the lump in 2017. How uh, old is Kaiser in then? Uh, she was, uh, six or six and a half. Okay. So there was a, no. quite an age difference between Seven. the two dogs. Yeah, there was an age difference. Yeah. Um, so unfortunately, their the relationship a lot for at the beginning was you know her recovering from uh, treatments and surgeries and them having to be separated all the time. It, you know, it wasn't the ideal time to have a puppy. Uh, you know, a seven month old puppy when you're having a dog that's got surgeries and mm. radiation and then uh, amputation. And but I mean, he he did really amazing with her. Like uh, I would I couldn't leave him at home alone while I drove two hours to the cancer center to do the radiation. So he would come along and he'd always just lie in the back and cuddle up next to her on the drive home. Yeah. But, uh, um, you know, while she was still kind of sedated and like for being such a young dog, he mm -hmm. really understood. Uh, and he also, you know, he knocked her over a few times when she had three legs, just trying to play, but he learned so fast that he had to be careful with her. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they the instincts were amazing. Like he is a big, powerful male dog. And he would, when they would play tug, he would just hold the one end of the ball and stand Aww. still and kind of just let her tug. Uh, so he, he really seemed to have an understanding that uh, she had some limitations and <laughs> so they did they did have they had about two and a half years together before ultimately the cancer spread to her lungs um, and when she passed he was he was completely lost yeah uh, yeah he would just stand in our kitchen and just stand there it, like an hour he would just stand um and I realized also he's picking up energy from me who was obviously quite devastated and mm -hmm. uh, you know I was also upset that this whole the fundraising in the Etsy shop you know does this all come to an end now that Kaiserin's gone and I thought well no you know we can continue it we can continue it with Schultz and I I taught him how to paint not long after she passed and it really kind of turned everything around for both of us because we both had a purpose again. Uh, and he or he just loved the painting as well. I think he's he's thinking finally I get a chance to do this after watching all these <laughs> all these months. Um, and you know he absolutely loves painting. He he would paint every day if he could. Sometimes I don't feel like painting because you know you got to get the paint. It can be messy. Set it all up. So I just sometimes take a brush with no paint on it and a canvas with nothing on it. And he pretends to paint just because I, I just have to do it because he really wants to. So, oh, isn't that beautiful? Lovely. So isn't that great? I know, I know how you feel and I know how you felt because I felt the same exact way when Dagger passed away. 
You know, where's my purpose? What is my purpose? Are we going to continue this? Thank God for Anna, because Anna was the one who contacted me and said, we got to let, we, we've got to continue Dagger's legacy. And through Dagger's legacy and memory, we've started all of this, you know, this Howling Talent podcast. And, and I really, she's my, she's my angel, um, I, you know, really my angel, Anna, you are. <laughs> Um, because, because my, my purpose, I, you know, it took me a while. You had Schultz and, you know, you had Schultz and you, and you decided that, well, let's continue on. Let's continue this, this great mission that you started. You really, you know, Natasha, it's you. Uh, <laughs> taking your, it's you. <laughs> yeah. I've been told that many times to me that but it is you you're the one that is making this happen and yeah. so your purpose is is redirected in a different different air it, you know different it's a different journey with a different dog but it's kind of the same yeah because yeah. because um you know you're oh, I, I was lost I was just as lost as Schultz was it's like almost like I'm standing in the kitchen with nothing to do because I spent uh, I had spent the last two years not only trying to um, you know, keep her alive through the uh, the treatments and things like that. Um, but also I had put so much time into the, the trick titles. Like we did our championship title from zero to the championship in a few months. Like I invested so much time doing this that, that I was also lost afterwards. Sure, yeah. sure. And that's, yeah. and that's understandable. And I've since learned that it's okay. It's okay yeah. to feel that way. You know, yeah. and yeah. and that there's nothing there's nothing wrong with feeling such a deep, deep um, grief mm -hmm. for for your beloved pet. You know, you spent many many more hours <laughs> with um with with her with him with her rather. I'm sorry, uh, Kaiserin. Yeah. You spent many 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 more hours with Kaiserin than you did with many of your family members. I know with Dagger, I spent many more hours with him than I did with many of my family members. And they, and he meant so much to me. I mean, you, you've, you know, you've created that, that life. And now, uh, and now you are, you know, continuing on through Schultz and Schultz's, Schultz and Wilhelmina are, are, I, I really feel that um Kaiserin is with them. I'm oh, I, I in that. that. I think that Wilhelmina was sent to me in, in a weird way. Like she looks exactly like Kaiserin. Um, They're related, aren't they? She was born. She was born not long after Kaiserin passed. Like uh, she looks like she has some weird uh, characteristics that are the same. It's just, I think, okay. I mean, I almost didn't take on, a, didn't want to take her on as a puppy because, you know, you think I, this is too soon. I'm not really ready. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But she's actually a relative of Kaiser and she's her great niece. And I just couldn't say no to having <laughs> Kaiser's great niece. Um, so, I mean, I think she was definitely meant to be. Yes. Oh, Kaiser and center. 
I, I think so. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, I think that that's what happens. I really do think that that's what happens. And, and that's part of their legacy is yeah. that we open our hearts up to the other, you know, the other fur babies to let them into, into their world. I mean, this was Kaiserin. This was your world with Kaiserin. Yeah. She was, she was, she started this and her legacy is living on through Schultz and Wilhelmina. And they are, I have to tell you, they are what a, just, they are bundles of joy uh, <laughs> to see them and to see what you've created with them. And, um, and Wilhelmina, I mean, uh, you just, you know, knowing that she's so much like Kaiserin is just, it just warms my heart to know that because Picasso looks just like Yaya, my other dog. And many times I'll, I'll like, they even act alike. They, they wiggle they They have like a little bit of a social, you know, uh, low, low emotional control, <laughs> that kind yeah. of thing. So, but it's, it's really, um, uh, it's really interesting how Wilhelmina has taken to painting too, um, like a duck to water. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, um, you know, it, I I didn't really teach her. Like I I uh, I would just as a natural, naturally, a puppy puts things in their mouth, right? So I would just hand the brush. She put it in her mouth. Uh, I would say take it, and then I would take it back from her and give her a treat. And she just quickly learned that you pick this brush thing up and you can exchange it for a treat. Um, so it's really easy to get her to hold it. And yeah. are they food? Are they treat motivated, or has each yeah. one been different? Yeah. All no, no. Um, uh, Kaiser was possibly a little more motivated by like she really liked to be praised and told that she was good, and she liked to see me happy. Uh, mm -hmm. Schultz is one hundred percent food motivated. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and Wilhelmina's a little of both a little isn't that beautiful and so in 2021 you decided you wanted to make even more of an impact for animals in need and the annual tripods dog art auction was born yes how did that get started um it was uh you know I just thought I wanted to do something more to to raise money um we had a dip in painting sales after kind of after Kaiser had passed um you know Schultz didn't at first sell as as many paintings as she did I think it was the the sort of the novelty of the three-legged dog possibly sold us more you know large amounts of art and uh that kind of dropped a little and I wanted to come up with another idea and I uh had seen you know, quite a few other dogs on Instagram who who painted. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, hey, if we could get these dogs to donate paintings, um, maybe we could have a an auction. And I approached Renee at the Tripods Foundation and uh, I thought she might think this is a crazy idea, auctioning dog art. And I wasn't even sure that I could get enough people to agree to this. But she said, yeah, let's give it a try. And um I think we had about uh, 17 dogs the first year. Oh, um, wow. That's impressive. I, I, everyone I approached, 
Instagram said, yes, sure. I'd love to donate a painting. And uh, um, yeah, we raised a lot of money that year. And uh, now we're in the fourth year and our auction's coming up May 26th through June 1st of this year. That's great. But you've decided to make this uh, year's event just a little bit different. Can you? Yeah, I I don't know whether... Yeah, I don't know if it's whether me getting bored of it or, you know, just doing the same thing over and over. So for three years, you know, people donated a a piece of art. Each dog donated one piece of art. Uh, But I kind of wanted to do something a little different. And I've been working on collaborations with different dogs recently. And uh, I thought, well, let's try an all collaboration year. So this year, um, each piece of work will be worked on by two dogs. So one one dog will start the piece of art and send it to the second dog who will work on it. Um, So I think we're we're hoping to get 20 dogs uh, and then we will end up with 10 pieces of art. Fantastic. And, you know, they can collaborate however they like. We've uh, played a little bit with stencils where you can cover one part of the canvas. So the Mm -hmm. one dog paints outside the stencil and then you cover the other side and the second. Great. Or they can just, you know, lose one color and then use another color. Um, We're hoping that the, you know, the owners have fun with this and figure out a fun way to do a collaboration. We're going to randomly pair them up. We're going to be drawing some drawing names and randomly matching up painting dogs. Brilliant. Um, You've already started this process. Yes. Yes. I've been noticing it on Instagram. It looked really fascinating. So we're very enthusiastic about that. Um, I haven't actually run this past Yvonne yet, but I've got a sneaky feeling uh, that uh, you'll approve, Yvonne. Um, how would you feel about, uh, Natasha, how would you feel about doing another podcast a week before the auction? And we can invite a uh, representative from Tripod and some of the other artists who are participating and use it as a way to promote the event and get everybody talking about the art and everybody's work. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be wonderful. Yeah. Does that sound okay, Yvonne? Sounds excellent. (laughs) I mean, now we're kind of just, um, you know, in the early stages of matching people up. So, you know, later on, I think it'll be fun to talk about how the collaborations worked and uh, what people came up with. Exactly. I mean, find these artists in April. So we've still got time ahead of us. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you also have a non-canine guest uh, each year. Who's joining you this May? Uh, we have Charlotte, Charlotte the Painting Pig. We oh, have wonderful. Yeah, this year. Yeah, we, um, we had Enzo the Sloth last year. And we oh, had wow. Warhol the Monkey the year before. Just, just for fun. It was, again, me trying to find something to make it a little different. Uh, How do you find the artists? I, I, I found everybody through Instagram. Um, great I think once I posted on the do more with your dog uh uh-huh. Facebook page and I said you know I said what I was doing and asked if people had painting dogs and I I believe I picked up a few from there as well now with this collaboration do do you what do you do do you send it to you you actually have your dog start the painting contact somebody that has a painting canine and ship it to them to finish it and then they ship it to you how does that work oh oh, well for the auction 
for the auction collaborations, yeah, well, well one person will just start it and uh, we let uh, people use whatever size canvas that they mm -hmm. like. And this time it'll be a team of two, so they'll have to decide together. Um, sure. Yeah, one person will start it. Um, then they'll send it to the second person. And then the second person just holds on to it until after the auction. It's an online auction. So they will oh, just wonderful. They'll just mail it out to the winning bidder. Uh, that is great. At Brilliant. the end. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. Wow. Well, you have been a extremely busy lady. I mean, <laughs> yes. to see what you put on Instagram, boy, oh boy. You you have such an imagination and 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 just so creative, very very creative yourself, Natasha. I mean, really coming up with all of these great ideas and and stuff. But but you um are currently working on a book. Yes, I am. Yes, I I and it's I haven't really talked a lot about it with people, but I I started it. Uh, when Kaiser and lost her like sort of started making notes and mm -hmm. I determined as a goal for 2024 to actually get it finished um you know it's maybe a quarter finished at this point is this for and, children or for adults or both I uh, know this is uh um I started it as okay when I uh, found out that Kaiser might have to lose a leg yeah. I looked for resources and books and, you know, just stories about um, people's experience with this. And, and there's not a lot out there. So it started yeah. as, okay, I'm going to document this experience uh, and turn it into a book. Mm -hmm. As it evolved, I thought, well, I, it's become more about sort of an inspirational story that I'm hoping other people can relate to that not just people who are in the same situation as us of having a dog losing a leg but people who can um read about and be interested in the bond the bond between a human and a dog and about overcoming adversity and the way that we handled adversity and um we we took everything in steps and we lived day by day you know we didn't look at the whole um, going from four-legged dog to three-legged dog, we looked at everything as a step of, you know, we have to overcome these small obstacles um, to get to the ultimate goal of of the recovery and having a healthy dog. And, you know, she taught me a lot, uh, being so strong, and uh, she was inspirational to me. So I thought, you know, it might make a nice sort of general inspirational story that other people would like to read, not just people exactly. in our exact same situation. That's beautiful. Well, uh, Yvonne's just had a book published about uh, Dagger. I'm also uh, a writer, so oh yeah, yeah. what's involved? Um, how far off are you from it being published? Do you know? Do you do you know where about when you plan on? No, I don't know. No, no, That's I a slow process. So I have about a quarter, probably about. 60 pages written and a heck of a lot of notes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we That's know that great. Really. That's great. Yeah. And now now is this a uh will this be illustrated or or is this are you um thinking of an illustrator planning on having it illustrated or is this just a um you know a novel or novella? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's no probably no illustrations. No. Yeah. Yeah. Just just a um inspirational book to help others through through a um uh this 
journey that you went on um, with Kaiserin, you know, which is, she was, you know, um, they teach us, they teach us all the time. Um, I learned more, I learned more from my dogs and my pets than, you know, any outside influence, <laughs> you know, they, yes. um, they teach us every day something anyway. And where can people follow Schultz and Wilhelmina on social media and participate in your ama amazing auction? Um, well, uh, you can, our, our main account on Instagram is called at the life of Schultz. Uh, Wilhelmina does have her own account, a, a smaller account, uh, called at the world of Wilhelmina. Mm -hmm. Um, and the auction, uh, is, uh, you can find the auction site auction.tripods.com. Okay. And that's where, that's where you'll be able to bid on paintings beginning May 26th. Great. Uh, Great. Probably earlier, earlier in May, the site should be up so that everybody can see the art and, and everybody will be able to see the art through uh, Schultz's Instagram page as well. Terrific. Perfect. Well, if we can share it as well, we're happy to. That'd be great. Glad to. Yeah. I'll be Thanks. glad to. Yeah, if you have a poster or anything for the auction that's uh, being put online, uh, do send it to me and uh, well, we'll, we'll get it out there as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great. Great. Definitely. Thing. Without a doubt. Uh, I have one final question for you. Uh, if you were an animal, what would you be and why? Why well, I I would have to be one of my dogs because <laughs> these guys have a great life. Everybody tells me my dogs have the best life. Well, this, this is it. This is it. They have an amazing life. I mean, they're painting. They get all the best foods cooked for them and stuff. They, <laughs> they get to go on for them. We travel. We travel everywhere together. Yeah, I cook. I just cooked fresh Brussels sprouts for Schultz for his birthday because he just loves Brussels sprouts. <laughs> um, well done, Schultz. We have an RV and they come traveling with us everywhere. Oh, so, beautiful. Yeah, I, yeah. I'd want to be one of my dogs. <laughs> They've got the easy <laughs> end. Of <it. laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you, Natasha, for joining us today. Uh, you have our full support with the auction. And we can't wait to get bidding, actually. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing the artwork. Yeah, um, yeah. It's going to be some interested pieces, I think, this year with the collaborations. Yeah, sure. it'll, be fun. it'll be fun to watch the process. Definitely. Right. And uh, thank you to all of you for tuning in for another inspiring episode of Howling Talent. You can listen to this and all of our podcasts on howlingtalent.com, Apple and Spotify. Uh, until next time. Take care. Bye. Thank you.